All right. So today, this is my first big interview, and I'm really excited for this. I'm here with not only a two two time Super Bowl champion, possibly going to get his third this year, Justin Watson of the Kansas City Chiefs. Charlie, thanks so much for having me on. It's a huge honor and a pleasure, and I'm excited to be on. Yeah, um, I just have a couple of questions for you. First of all, I'm just really excited about this. I'm really excited for the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be great this year, and I'm looking forward to watching the game. Hopefully you make a big play. But, of course, man. we got a couple of them up our sleeves. Uh, just had our first practice today, and uh, man, it's geared up to be a good one. So I know you've been in the NFL. This is your seventh season. And just wanted to know what started it all. Like, where did you grow up and what made you fall in love with football? So I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I actually grew up a Steelers fan. I always say uh, being a Steelers fan is kind of like a religion in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, you, on Sundays, you can wear a collared shirt to church or you can wear a Steelers jersey. Either one's uh, considered acceptable. Um, so I grew up, always loved football. I think one of the, the great things about growing up playing football in Western Pennsylvania is you just you learn how to play it the right way. You know, tough, hard nose. Everything was run first, you know, tackling first and then catches later. And uh, was lucky enough in my high school career, I won two Pittsburgh championships and, and one state championship, uh, which sprung me into a career at Penn in the Ivy League, uh, which, again, not not known for producing a lot of NFL talent. But I went there thinking, hey, I'll, I'll play big time football and get a great degree in the process. And thought I was just going to play four years and be done if, if I'm being honest. And after my first year, I reset some program records receiving. And I thought, Hey, I didn't tell anyone. I just thought, man, if there's one or two guys out of this conference every year that, that go to the NFL, why can't I be one of them? So from my, after my freshman year on, it, it was my, my sole goal uh, to get to the NFL and, and had a couple good years after that played in the senior bowl, had my pro day, got drafted. And uh, man, it's just been a fun run. Like you said, all these years later and, and so thankful uh, got drafted at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We stunk my first season. I think we had five wins and uh, to see it turn around in two years after that play with Tom Brady, win a Super Bowl, been the playoffs every single year after that. And uh, here sitting in my, my third Super Bowl is, is just more than I could have ever dreamt of. Yeah. Well, when, as you were saying that, I know you brought up Penn and, I did a little bit of research and you're the only player drafted out of UPenn since 2002. And I'm sure you know that. I think there's one other active player in the league from Penn. But what made you choose Penn over some other schools that you may have been getting offers from? Yeah, it's a great question. I was I didn't have any of those big time power five football offers. You know, I think my biggest football offers were in the Mac. And, uh, you know, I thought honestly, I thought, hey, you know, if I'm not getting recruited by Ohio State, by, you know, some of these other bigger schools, Penn State, I thought, man, I, you know, they probably don't think I can play in the NFL. So I'm going to try to make some money with my brain. And, and, and so I kind of settled on the Ivy League once that came. I said, I mean, I can't play you know, the, the highest level of football that's out there, but I can get the highest level of academics. And uh, so I, I started going to different Ivy League campuses. And I was just a, a public school kid from Pittsburgh. And I didn't really think I fit in. I, I visited Harvard, didn't really th think I fit in. Princeton, kind of the same thing. I, I always say there's too many guys wearing khakis uh, around campus, and I was more of a sweatpants guy. And so when I got to Philly um, and, and the Penn's campus, it just seemed like guys that were more like me, guys that were uh, just hard-nosed, loved football, uh, had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. And so I just fell in love with Penn, with the guys. It's such a cool campus. And uh, I've had so, much, so many great memories. We won two Ivy League championships when I was there. And, and uh, 
you know, to think a football career sprung from that. I always say it's the, the best insurance policy you can get. When I'm done playing football, I'll, I'll fall back on, a, on my pen degree. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, I saw about the Ivy League championships. Congrats on that. That's really hard to do at any level of the sport. And now you have two Super Bowl rings and going for your third. But when I know you said you got drafted, you got drafted in the fifth round. Were you surprised to hear your name around there? And what was the feeling when you heard your name called on draft night? Oh, man, it was a crazy weekend. You know, there's so much goes into it. Uh, obviously, four years of college, all the work you put in before that. And every step of the way, you're trying to check all the boxes at you know senior bowl game. You're doing interviews, practicing. Pro day went well. And so after that, I had a, pretty, had a good chance to get drafted. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't I didn't want to say, hey, I'm going to get drafted. And then I don't. And so I uh, I remember my agent said, hey, there's a like a 10 percent chance in the third round. He thought like 60 percent chance in the in the fourth round. And he said, I don't think you're going to go lower than the fifth. But. So that was a uh, that was kind of right. a scouting report going in, and uh, so the, the second night of the draft is rounds two and three, and he calls me and said, "Hey, you're not you're not going tonight, but everyone likes you except one team. That, that one team was the San Francisco 49ers who were about to play. That was the only team that said that they weren't going to draft me no matter what." And uh, and then the se- the third day of the draft is rounds four through seven. So I thought I, mean, I was feeling good, you know, still likely fourth round, maybe fifth round. And I remember my agent calling me and he just said. Hey man, I don't know what's going on. You know, the draft is crazy. You know, uh, it's hard to get a, a call back from some of these guys. You know, you're an Ivy League receiver. There's not a lot of Ivy League receivers that get drafted. He just said it doesn't matter where you start. It's about you know how you finish up. And I was like, man, I, you know, I was thinking that we were all good, and then he gave me that call, and he's like, just tempering expectations. And so we're watching, and and some of the other teams that I knew liked me a lot. Um, with Green Bay Packers, they drafted a receiver in the fourth round. The Baltimore Ravens drafted a receiver in the fourth round. And that fourth round, man, it, my phone didn't ring one time, didn't buzz at all, no text, no nothing. And I was just getting ready to say, hey, this is, might be a long day. We might be here watching a lot of guys get picked before me. And right then, uh, the Bucks called. They said, hey, we got we got the pick of you know, three ahead uh, of where we're at right now. If you're still there, we're going to take you. And so, uh, man, it was just so cool. I was just was with my family. We were crying, hugging, heard my name get called. And then uh, that hotel we were in was about 100 yards away from my college house that I lived in. And so right after that, I ran down to my college house and all those guys were waiting on the street for me. And, you know, it it was just a fun night, fun night. And uh, it was cool to share it with so many people because so many people uh, deserve to be part of it. That's awesome. That's an awesome story. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't play football, so I don't know how it would be like to get drafted, but that sounds amazing. Just that's just that's really cool. Um, So you went from college, you played four years in Ivy League school. How was the transition to the NFL? It was hard. You know, I think it's hard for any college player. Um, I think some of the things on the football field were a lot different for me. Uh, You know, I didn't go against anybody that played in the NFL. I think there was one other linebacker that I played against that year that's in the NFL. But as far as defense backs, there were zero. So I think the biggest difference was that in the Ivy League, you know, there were certain plays where I was required to raise my game to my 100% level. But most of the time I could get away with, you know, playing hard, but I didn't need to be at my absolute best all the time to win and, and compete. When I got to the NFL, I found out that my best was good enough, but I had to be at my very best all the time. And so I think uh, it was tiring that first year, just getting yourself up to that every single day, you know, 
mentally, physically, everything being at your best. But then I think that's one of the things I've grown to love and appreciate the most about the NFL. There's not many jobs like professional football where you have to be your very best all the time. You know, there are some other friends I know, you know, they might show up to work on Friday, uh, you know, still feeling a little bit the night before or they didn't, they stayed up all night doing something else and they're kind of sleeping until, until lunchtime. And uh, I just love that about the NFL that there's no sleeping out there. If I'm ever caught sleeping on the football field or not at my very best, I'm going to get exposed. Uh, but I, I think in the same, same coin, there was things that I was more prepared for than some of the guys that played at Alabama and these big programs, you know, at Penn, we had to find our, our own living place. You know, you had to go out and find rent, deal with landlords, do your own grocery shopping, you know, budget because we weren't on scholarship. And so all these other skills I was developing. And then when my other friends that were playing at big schools got to the NFL, they were used to having a schedule. Hey, at this time you eat breakfast, at this time you work out, at this time you go to lunch, all off season, your housing is taken care of. And uh, so I think for them, the off the field stuff was a lot bigger adjustment than it was for me. Uh, that that's a, it's really interesting, and that perfectly leads into my next question, which is, what's your routine like? How how much do you sleep? What do you eat? How often do you work out? What do you do? Just kind of that whole background area. Yeah, I think on, on just a normal day, I try to uh, sleep. You know, about eight hours. You know, eight to eight and a half hours is kind of my sweet spot. And uh, eating a, a lot of the same stuff. I just try to stay away from it. my. Plain and simple thing is I try to stay away from anything that has a nutrition label on it. So, you know, in the morning, oatmeal, eggs, fruit, uh, lunch, rices, potatoes, uh, just meats, vegetables, and, and kind of a similar thing for dinner. And so I always say, you know, if you just stick to that, if you stick to anything that doesn't have a nutrition label, you can pretty much eat as much as you want of it and your body's going to use it for something good. And uh, and so I've always liked my routine and try to stick to it this past off season. My wife and I uh, introduced a, a baby boy into this world, my son, Zion. So having a baby boy will, will throw off your routine a little bit, um, but that's okay. You know, it's okay. Uh, you learn to, to be a pro. You learn to overcome some of the hard days uh, and, man, having a, a son get to watch you play games, especially this one in the Super Bowl, uh, makes it all worth it for sure. Yeah, um, I was actually planning on asking later about how – it is having a son recently and how it's treating you and really how it's changed your life so far. So if you want to talk more about that, that'd be great. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely one of those days where, you know, the day before your son's born, your, your first child's born, uh, everything's different the next day. You know, I said, when we were going to the hospital, I said, you know, the day before that we weren't parents. And then the next day we were parents and you're going to be parents for the rest of your life. You know, it's not like, you know, you'll go to college, and you'll be a college student, but then one day you won't be a college student anymore. Uh, when you become a father, you're a father for the rest of your life. And uh, so it was a big change. I'm so thankful that I have my wife to go through that change with. And it's been awesome. You know, it's a, it's a love like no other love I've ever experienced. It's a motivator like no other motivator I've ever experienced. And, uh, you know, it just uh, it's just been a lot of fun. So he's almost 10 months old and he's crawling around. He's saying, Dad, and uh, man, coming home to a smiling face uh, every day just man, makes all the hard days worth it. Yeah, that That's awesome. And I know earlier you were mentioning stuff about your routine. How, what do you do when you get to the stadium, either home or away? What's your routine? Do you do anything like you go to the locker room, you go into the field, anything like that? I get there usually about three hours before the game. 
and uh, just start trying to get my body loose. You know, six years in, you definitely got some hits and some wear and tear that stick with you. So I just try to roll out kind of my whole body, uh, just start getting some some blood flowing and uh, just get loosened up. And then about two hours before the game, Pat likes to start throwing just nice, easy routes to the receivers. So we'll go out there about two hours beforehand and start catching passes. And kind of right when that first pass hits my hand, that's when it's it's go time. You know, before that, you're thinking about the game plan, who we're playing, adjustments, all these things. And man, as soon as that first ball hits my hands, that's when I know it's just it's time to roll. And, and from then on, they kind of have it all geared up for you as far as come back in, get your pads on, go out, catch some punts. Then we throw some more passes. And uh, so from then on, it just feels like it's a snowball rolling downhill and we keep building it and building it until that opening kickoff. And then we just let it fly. Um, how is it different for the Super Bowl? Because I know it's a longer halftime and it's a uh, it's different. And you have all the media day leading the media day, media week leading up. Man, Charlie, I'm impressed. You did your homework and it, it is different. You know, there's a it's the longest football game. On the planet, you know, all year it's the longest football game. Like you said, the the warm ups longer. Uh, they got you know they sing the national anthem, America the Beautiful, uh, lift every voice. The halftime shows longer, even the commercial breaks. Those commercials that everyone loves. Uh, we usually are used to about a two and a half to three minute commercial break, and I think every commercial break on Sunday is going to be four minutes long. So there's some things like that. I think as as a whole. It makes it easier. You know, you're never that as tired in the Super Bowl because you have all that extra time to rest. Uh, one thing I can say from being in it for a couple of years is it's a slow burn. You know, you definitely see a lot of guys trying to get themselves all, all geared up, you know, three hours before the game, trying to get their mind. And, man, you can't be all the way up here for eight hours. You know, you just got to take it easy. Know it's going to be a long game. Get ready to go at, for that first first play. And, uh, and then know that halftime is going to be long. So, just try to try to stay smooth in the midst of all the craziness. Yeah, and obviously, I know in your career you played with arguably the two best quarterbacks in history. I just wanted to know what's really the big difference from playing in Tampa versus playing in Kansas City, and how the practices are, and all of that. Yeah, there is a there is a lot of difference and some similarity. I, I think um, you know, looking at Pat and looking at Tom. Uh, obviously, like you said, in my opinion, the two definitely the two greatest that have ever ever done it. Um, I'd say there's more similarities than anything. Those guys are extremely passionate, extremely driven. Um, they if bring everyone else's game higher. You know, when you're around a guy like that, uh, you just can't help but want to play harder, a little bit more focused in, bring yourself to their focus and energy level. And so it's been awesome playing with those guys. Uh, you know, it's a receiver's dream to go from Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes is, is pretty unbelievable. And as far as the team, you know, it's uh, we had a, an older team in Tampa when we won it. I think we might have been the oldest team in the in the NFL. And then in Kansas City, we're pretty young. You know, we had a lot of rookie. I think we almost broke the record for the number of rookies that played in the Super Bowl last year. And then those guys are only second year players. And we got a bunch of rookies that are contributing this year. So. I think that's been a big difference in Tampa. I always felt like the young guy. And then now in Kansas city, I'm kind of the older guy in the locker room. I'm the one that's been here a couple of times before trying to lead, lead the other guys. Yeah. So you've definitely played against, I mean, a lot of defenses in your time in the NFL. Who's been the best defensive back that you've had to go against. And best defensive back. You know, I think 
if I can give a guy credit that's on our team, uh, I think right now Legereus Sneed is is the best cornerback in the NFL. Uh, I think what he's done this year in press coverage and how much he plays press man, you know, that's something that not a lot of guys in the NFL, you know, there's a lot of great corners. Not a lot of guys want to come up and play press coverage all game because all it takes is you get beat one time and it's a long touchdown and all of a sudden you it was a bad game. You shut a guy down all game, you give up one big play and it's a bad game. And so I think Legereus Sneed to me is a guy I get to see a lot in practice and has to be in that conversation for the best quarter in the NFL right now. All right. Um, and then one other question. This is, so I know it's your six years into your career. You've already passed, I guess, would you say the average NFL career span, which is about three and a half years. So going into your third Super Bowl, have you ever thought about what you're going to do after football? I've given it some thought. Um, you know, I, I know I for sure have a passion still for finance. You know, my, my college degree was uh, econ and finance. And uh, since my time in the NFL, I've been lucky to make some connections and meet people. Commercial real estate is something that I've become more involved in in my time in the NFL. And so that's something that I can do as a player. And I know for sure I can do when I'm done. Um, so I've definitely started to start, uh, you know, just doing things now that I know I can continue to do when I'm done. Uh, but more than anything, I just just put everything I have into football. And I think that's something I would recommend to anybody, um, yourself included. You know, it's uh it's hard to be great at two or three things at once. You know, I think maybe you can be two things at once. For me, I try to be a great, great dad, a great husband at home. And then uh, I try to be a really great football player. And for me, I know I can do those two things. When I start adding a third thing in, it's hard to do all three of those things really good. So if I ever had to recommend, you know, somebody that has a dream, wants to chase something, whether it's, you know, going into a career broadcasting or if it's uh, starting your own business or, or, or just anything, I would say just put your all into it and uh, whether it works how you think or it doesn't, um, I think you'll be happy with, with the results. And I know that you can be really good at something if you put all you have into it. And then one last question. Do you have any advice for me as I'm entering college in September? I'm going to Northwestern. I'm doing journalism there because I want to be a sports broadcaster and Having you've gone to Penn, I just want to see if you have any advice. Man, I appreciate you asking. I mean, I love where your mindset's at already. Um, starting with a starting point of humility is always a great place to be any time in life. And I think I would say just keep that up as you go into, into school. You know, it's kind of what I was thinking is uh, your mind set takes you a long way. And uh and so I think when somebody just has that growth mindset where they're always trying to learn, uh, they never think that, you know, even my, myself six years in, um, I still sometimes feel like a first year player just because I'm always trying to learn something new. And I think I kept that same thought in college of every year. It's, it's comfortable just to stay in the routine, even if it's working, but man, how can I just improve it a little bit each, each year? And so I would challenge you, uh, as you're going through each year, you know, this first year is going to be crazy. Um, meet some, some good friends and some people you can trust and lean on their advice. And then that first year, you know, hopefully you have a, a ton of success. Um, but either way, just look at, man, what was my process this year? How did I study? How did I network? How did I meet people? How did I maintain relationships? And what could I do better in, in those couple areas? Um, and if you keep doing that every year and you keep improving and 
man, you will be amazed at, uh, at where life will take you. But, you know, just like I said, it's a, it's a fun time. My best friends I met in college, memories that'll last a lifetime. And uh, man, I hope, I hope you have an awesome time at Northwestern. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, best of luck for media day this today for the rest of the media week and practices and obviously best of luck in the big game. Hopefully you get number three and yeah, um, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. Charlie, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for getting me warmed up. I'm going to Media Road tonight. So thanks for being a great kickoff to the, the media week for me. All right. Thank you so much.